0: God keeps his promises, amen? Amen. Well, we're on Facebook Live right now, and uh, hey, I've got an announcement that we're going to do something even more outrageous coming up next Saturday night, okay? Are you listening? Next Saturday night, uh, Easter weekend, we're going to set up, a friend of mine has a big, huge, 20-foot long, 10-foot. 10 feet tall, uh, LED screen. It's a commercial like you would see on billboards on the side of the highway. High resolution LED screen and speakers. We're going to set it up right here. And we're going to have, we have a, I have a friend of mine in California, Christi, Rich Cristiano. You can look it up. You can Google it, Cristiano Films. He's made a brand new movie, and I'm going to put a trailer out on our website today, on our Facebook page. And uh, it's a Christian movie. It's about a track team, and the athletes are dedicated to Christ. It's a really touching story. It's called The Perfect Race. And we're going to show that movie and have a drive-in movie here next Saturday night. It's going to be free. We're just going to ask every car to donate to our food bank or to the meals meal delivery ministry, and and we hope you can come back and tell people about it. It'll be at 8 o'clock, just about the time it's starting to get dark, at 8 o'clock next Saturday night, right here, and I hope you can come to that. We're going to sing one more song before we look at John chapter 12. This is my sister, Charlotte Frederick. He's all I need. I just need someone to talk to. He's always there to hear my prayers each time I call him. All my needs, he will. God bless you. Thank you so much again for being here today. I really appreciate it. And, you know, people all over America and all over the world are trying hard to worship the Lord in this time. And none of us have ever been through anything like this before. Uh, Hope we don't ever have to go through it again. But one thing about it, we're winners either way, if we go or if we stay, right? Right. If you have Jesus in your heart, then you know where you're going. I want to read in John chapter 12, John chapter 12, and talk about the coming of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem and what it meant. Because you see, the Bible says that there's going to come a day where there's going to be diseases that run rampant around the world, there's going to be wars. The Bible says there's going to come a day that we've never seen before. A time period in earth, on earth, like we've never seen before. And when that happens, and it gets so bad, the Lord is going to come back and He's going to rescue all of His people. I believe that with all my heart. Why? Because the Bible says it. And if the Bible says it, it's true. And so, when it comes to the entry of jesus into the city of jerusalem you see it was painting a picture of what's going to happen when he comes to earth to recreate this earth and make it our eternal home guess what i'm one of those preachers that believe the bible i'm one of those preachers that believe the bible 100 percent. now i may not understand it all but i know it's true And the closer we get to the Lord's kingdom being set up here on earth, the more he reveals to us what it means. But he showed us a little glimpse of it in John chapter 12. So let's read that together. If you have it on your phone or in your Bible, either way, let's just start with verse 1. It says, Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead was there now see they lived there and he had raised Lazarus from the dead a few days before that and they invited Jesus to supper and you know the story about the woman that anointed his feet well this is where it happened it says in verse 2 they made him a supper and Martha served but Lazarus was one that sat at the table with him then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard very costly and anointed the feet of Jesus And wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with odor of ointment. Then said one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was this ointment not sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? And he said, not that he cared for the poor, but he was a thief and he carried the money bag and he carried what was put in it. Jesus said, leave her alone. Again, the day of my burying, she has kept this. For the poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me with you. And so Jesus was telling him that this is a picture of what's going to happen. I'm, my body's going to be anointed. I'm going to die. I'm going to be buried. You see, when they died back then, they didn't have embalming and all the things we have now. They anointed the body with perfumes, and they wrapped the body And that was their their way of preparing a body for burial. And so Jesus was showing us that he was going to die for us. Not only that, but he was going to live again. Let's keep reading. It says in verse 12, On the next day many people that were come to the feast, when they heard Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, and they took branches of palm trees And they went out to meet him, and they cried, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that comes in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he found a young donkey, he sat on it as it is written. You see, he rode into town on a young donkey. And he said, Fear not, daughters of Zion, behold thy king cometh sitting on a donkey. And these things they did not understand. His disciples did not understand at first But when Jesus was glorified Then they remembered what Jesus had said And they had done these things to him The people therefore that were with him When he called Lazarus out of the grave And raised him from the dead They bore a record of what had happened They were witnesses to Lazarus coming out of the grave They told everybody this is true, this is real It really happened And then in verse eighteen, he says, "Because of this, people met him that had heard what he had done." So this was a this day was a day where probably thousands of people came because they had heard about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. The Pharisees said to themselves, "Perceive ye how you prevail nothing? Behold, the world is going after him. That means look around how many followers he's getting. They were jealous of his followers." And there were certain Greeks among them that came to worship at the feast as well. And it goes on to say in verse 23 Jesus said unto them, The hour is coming that the Son of Man should be glorified. I say unto you, unless a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. He's talking about you can't grow corn unless you plant the seeds. And the seed has to wither and die in the ground in order for a crop to come forth. Jesus was comparing himself to a seed of corn. He was saying, I'm going to be put in the ground, I'm going to die, I'm going to be buried, but I'm going to bring forth a crop, a huge, multi-million crop. Many, many, many millions of people have accepted Christ throughout the ages and have become fruit of his labor." Verse 25, he that loves his life will lose it. He that hates his life in this world can keep it for eternity. And that means if we want to follow our plan, if we want to love our life more than eternal life, if we love the world and money and all the things that go with it more than we love heaven, then we won't inherit heaven. But the ones that love the Lord and love His ways have a future forever. It says in verse 26, If any man serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, he will my Father honor. Now is my soul troubled what I say. Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause I have come here. Father, glorify thy name. Now I know I've read a lot of scripture this morning, but I really needed to do that because this week, this week is a very, very special week. On this week, now we don't know the exact date, but we celebrate the Passion Week. You know, we put on the Great Passion Play in Eureka Springs, many of us and the, the uh, crew and the staff in Arkansas, and we're having to put that off. We were going to have Easter Great Passion Play next week, but the state of Arkansas has asked us not to do that, and I'm disappointed by that. I'm disappointed that churches cannot gather inside uh, the church building for Easter Sunday next week. I'm disappointed because uh, we're having to go through what we're going through. But on the flip side, Jesus said, I'm disappointed in the sense that I don't really want to go through this, but I'm going through it because in the end, the Father will be glorified. How many know that the Father's going to be glorified through all this? I believe with all my heart, somehow, some way, and possibly a way that we don't understand, Jesus Christ is going to be glorified through all of this crisis that we're in. We've been praying this prayer from the very first day. Lord, please send a cure or a treatment that will miraculously stop this virus so the whole world will give you credit for it in Jesus' name. And I would ask you to pray that with me. You know, we're seeing a little bit of that happen this week, aren't we? We're seeing some treatments that are coming out that doctors are saying working almost every time. And I believe by this time next week, we're going to have a miracle to report. How about you? And So Jesus Christ came to earth. And I want to I leave you with these thoughts today. As you think about and pray every day this week that leads up to the crucifixion of Christ. Think about this. Jesus Christ traveled from heaven all the way here to show how important we are to him. People ask me, why are you still doing this? Why are you still having church? Well, it's not me. It's all of us together that are traveling to this spot as a symbol of our faith in Jesus Christ not because you have to come here to be saved, but because we have been saved, we want to travel from our home to this place and worship the Lord at the foot of the cross at His house. We want to praise Him forever for our soul, saving our souls. Not only did Jesus travel from the throne of heaven to become one of us, but He became a human being so He could feel what we feel. Jesus felt every lash of that whip. Jesus felt the disappointment of the mocking and the rejection. I was a little concerned this week when I saw news people on many channels mocking and making fun of Christians for praising God and praying. That bothers me. Let me tell you, that's the opposite of what America needs to be doing right now. America needs to be getting on their knees and praying and asking God for a miracle and thanking Him for eternal life in Jesus' name. I want to ask you this morning to think about not only did He travel from heaven to here, not only did He become one of us to feel every pain that we feel, that we feel, but also think about how he dealt with other people while he was here. I cannot tell you how proud I am of these ladies and these men in this church. And people are saying, Randall, I can't believe you do all that. Let me tell you, I'm not the one doing it. The ladies and the men and other people helping in this church, they're providing meals for the elderly. Uh, they're delivering grocery bags to people who can't go to the store. and. They're going where it's not necessarily popular right now to go. And I want to tell you, Jesus did the same thing. And one day when I was a little boy, how many can identify with this? One day when I was a little boy, Jesus came and found me. And he knew that he needed to change my future, that I would mess it up. And so he got a hold of my life, and he changed my future, and he's never left me, not one day. Our goal at Union Valley is to see souls saved. Mike Russell and the Ingalls up here singing earlier, they have led a fight based right here that has literally won almost 800,000 people to Jesus Christ over the last 12 years. See, that's what Jesus did when he came to earth. He set an example for us. We have nurses in our Uh, midst right now in some of these vehicles. We have nurses that have, they worked hard to go through those classes to get those degrees. We have doctors. We have people that work in first responders. We have people that are out there on the front line. Some of them right here in this congregation today. And I want to tell you that God is so happy when we serve him and I want to give our nurses and our medical workers and all the front lines I want to give them a big amen and honk your horns for them this is what Jesus did while he was here not only did you travel from heaven to come here it's important yes I believe people can pray at home yes I believe you can watch Facebook and all that, and that's good, and I'm not putting that down in any way, shape, or form, but I want you to know that God honors today the fact that you got out of your home and into your car and drove here to worship His Son. It matters. Not only did He travel, not only did He become one of us, not only did He help others while He was here, raise the dead, heal the sick, feed the hungry, but He went to prepare a place for us so that if we face death someday, and we will, that we'll just simply cross from this life over into the next one. We do not fear. You know, I said it last week, and I say it a lot, and I'll say it again. If something happens to me and you wake up one day and read my obituary, I hope that you'll clap and cheer and Go out and honk your horn in the driveway Because let me tell you I'm going right where I want to be Don't worry about me And I'm going to do the same for you We're going to celebrate I told Susie Susie says uh, Well what am I going to do And I say well Have a big old gospel singing And a big potluck dinner For my funeral And that's what I want, is a celebration. And Christians don't have to fear death because Jesus has made a way. My son-in-law, Adam, made this uh, chainsaw carving right here, the praying hands and the cross. And Adam works with our young adults here at Union Valley. And he's done that in a lot of people's homes. But I just love that because we're praying because of what Jesus did on the cross. I want to share something else with you now. This is something I've learned in my life over the last few years. I see Jesus Christ pictured in paintings, carvings, sculptures, carrying that cross up Calvary. I see Jesus Christ falling beneath the load on the Via Dolorosa. I also see pictures of Jesus hanging on the cross. And I see pictures of an empty cross and an empty tomb. And here's how I feel myself. All of those stories, all of the parts to that story are worth remembering this week. What Jesus did for you and me. I can't even imagine what he went through. They threw him in a deep pit. You cannot climb out of it. I have been in that pit. I went to Israel and one thing I did was get down in the bottom of that pit and look up. And let me tell you, it's scary to think of being thrown in there. Jesus was thrown in that pit. When they when he came out, they they blindfolded him and they would hit him and they would say, they would make fun of him and say, If you're God, tell me who it is that's hitting you. They pulled his beard out. They took a crown of thorns, big long thorns, and smashed it down on his head. You can imagine the blood. They beat him with the cat of nine tails. They made him carry his own cross quite a long ways up that hill to Calvary. I beg you and I plead with you this morning. No matter how bad things get, no matter how good things get, Please don't ever forget what Jesus Christ did for you. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I want to share this one last thing with you. Next week we are going to celebrate Easter just like we are right here. Share it with your friends. Let them know. But between now and next week, If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, maybe you're here this morning and you're thinking, I'm just not sure if I'm saved, I'm not sure if I'm going to heaven or not. Maybe there's someone here that would say, I really don't know for sure, but I really want to be sure that if I died that I would go to heaven. If that describes you, right now wherever you are, just stick your hand out your car window and wave at me. Don't be shy about it. If that's you, just stick your hand out. I see that. Is there anyone else? Say, I'm just not really sure, and I want to be sure before I leave here today. Anyone else? Would you pray this with me? Lord, please forgive me of all my sins. I give my life to you, and I really mean it. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I do things wrong. Lord, please forgive me of that. I want to be your follower. I want to be your child. I give my life to you right now. Please save me. If I die, please take me to heaven. Thank you for promising me that. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer and you really meant it, if you prayed that prayer any time in your life and you really meant it and you really got saved, would you honk your horn right now? I am so thrilled to be here with you this morning sharing Christ with you.